0: Do something, brah. Special Agent Utah. I knew I could count on you. I've been
1: to every city in Mexico. Came across an unclaimed piece of meat in Baja. Turned out to be Rosie. Guess you picked a night fight with somebody better. Found a passport of yours in Sumatra. Missed you by about a week in Fiji. You gotta go down.
0: Cross the line and people trusted you and they die. Yeah, it went bad. Went real bad. Life sure has a sick sense of humor, doesn't it? Come on, buddy. It's time to go. Now you gotta go (laughs) backwards. Sorry my friend. No! No! I told him... You'd go quietly!
1: No! You know there's no way I can handle a cage, man! I don't care! You gotta go down! It's gotta
0: be that way!
2: Everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from uh, Point Break, the original with uh, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Because you know what, after seeing the Inspector General's report and everything that's in it, there's and depending on where you where you watch on TV, is a variety of different different uh, spins you're seeing on it. But you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll tell you that uh, as Don and I watch it, we're sitting there and go, hey, someone has to go down for this. Something it's time, Someone's got to go down. Say, that's the way it's got to be. And I say, you know, that sounds like a scene from Point Break. And of course, then we uh, open. Uh, had that little piece of music from uh, Styx's new album, The Mission, that's called Gone, 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 because I'm hoping that's where Hillary Clinton's going to be, as well as Peter Strzok, as well as... Uh, 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 James Comey and Loretta Lynch, and when it gets all the way down to it, maybe even the former president. Who knows? I'm I'm not being too optimistic on uh, how many people are going to be in jail, but somebody needs to pay for the injustice that's gone on. We'll talk about that more probably closer to the second uh, second half today <clears throat> but first let's get on we'll go chronologically with all the all the exciting stuff that's gone on this week and uh but first before I do let me introduce myself my name is Ed Hoffman president wholesale capital corporation your local direct mortgage lender located here in southern california offices all over the place lending in california and arizona as well as uh, hopefully uh, shortly we'll be in Nevada and maybe another couple other states. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there, all you got to do is have your hook in the water. Some of them are in your own house. And you go, hmm, I wonder what he means by that. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020, and I'll tell you. That's, nine, that's eight, area code 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night. Toll-free area code 855-640-2020. If you don't want to talk to me on the phone, but you do want to get some information, you can go to WCCLoans.com. That's Uh You get all kinds of mortgage information on there, and you can uh, click on a Loan Center and click on Apply Now and put in as much information as you want. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas. Cody Bradbury or Aaron Fredericks and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle whether you're refinancing whether you're financing a new house you're financing a new house to live in a new house for a vacation home retirement home uh, an investment property or if you're trying to just get your kids to move out of your house finally hey you're 42 years old isn't it about time you got out of here yeah but where do I go dad rents are so high okay buy a house for them <clears throat> or buy a house for them to rent or uh, co-sign for them or just scoot their butts into my office and I'll help them buy a house. Um let's see here where I leave off. If anything you want replayed, you can uh get the uh, you can hear this um this show as well as several past shows replayed by going to edhoffman.net e d h o f f m a n.net and uh, go on the podcast page you can hear this show as well as well as several past shows have them download, and you could uh, download them and have them uh, and play them on demand. You Can also get the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, where you can subscribe for free. Have them uh, download to your device, your uh, your phone, your computer, your uh, iPad, your iWatch, your uh, mini pad, your maxi pad, anything you can listen to uh, to podcasts on, and uh, do that anytime you want as well. Uh, follow the main event on, uh, on, uh, Facebook. It's a uh, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman or, and follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. Uh, if you want to leave some comments on the show, the listener hotline is 855-640-2092. Whether it's good or bad, you got something to say, you got something to say, call me 855-640-22-2092 and say it. And uh, then we'll see about putting you on the air. Okay, uh, let's talk about what happened this week. It started out this week uh, with, the, uh, with the G7 Summit, formerly the G8 Summit. So the G7 Summit annual meeting consisting of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, United Kingdom, and the United States. Um, basically talking about economic strategy. The meeting was expected to be tense after Trump's decision to impose steel and aluminum tariffs on Canada, Mexico, and the European Union. But in their discussion, the president also proposed a totally free environment in which no tariffs were uh, imposed at all. Which, you know, what I, I got a I got a text from my uh, my sister. Say, I, I my sister, the Democrat in Pennsylvania, um, as Trump finished his uh, summit in in North Korea and for those who didn't see it I'm going to go over that in just a few minutes but I thought it was completely completely my president there doing exactly what he should be doing and he was actually being very presidential even in even in the even for the never trumpers should have been uh should have been happy with the way he conducted himself thought it was awesome so I sent a text to my sister say have you changed your opinion about our our uh, no foreign policy uh, experienced president. She goes, well, so far it's been handshakes and smiles, but he embarrassed himself with our with our uh, friends at the G seven. I said, embarrass so Since when is is free trade fair? Fair trade, embarrassing. And I, 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 and I, I sent back and said, you know what? If he came up with a cure for cancer, you would bitch about him having a scuff on his shoes. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, some some people can't be can't be helped. So. Uh, so neither of these things—the tariffs, the tariffs, the free trade—none of the none of these things went over well with the other nations, which is why you see the photo all week of uh, uh, Angela Merkel and the other uh, world leaders surrounding Trump. I thought they just all were in line to get autographs. I don't know, uh, but he's sitting at a table and they're all kind of kind of standing around, kind of looking a little like they're in his face. Here's President Trump on the G7 negotiations.
1: The relationship that I've had with. Uh, the people, the leaders of these countries has been, I would really rate it on a scale of 0 to 10, I would rate it a 10. That doesn't mean I agree with what they're doing and they know very well that I don't. So we're negotiating very hard tariffs and barriers. As an example, the European Union is brutal to the United States. They don't take, and they understand that, they know it. They When I'm telling them, they're smiling at me you know it's like the the gig is up it's like the gig is up they're not trying to there's nothing they can say they can't believe they got away with it
2: yep they're going at. hey you know what we're uh as, hey as long as you guys are stupid enough to let us get away with this stuff we're just gonna keep doing it and, uh, kind of reminds me, you know, now, now Trump comes into the scene and he's saying, hey, 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 maybe Obama, maybe Bush, maybe Clinton, maybe they weren't smart enough businessmen to see what's going on. Maybe they weren't smart enough to pay attention to all those things that, that, uh, Ross Perot was telling us in 1992 when he was running against, uh, Bush the senior and, uh, and, uh, uh slick Willie, uh, uh, Bill Clinton. Um, but. Maybe, uh, maybe you know. I, now that Trump's in there, he's saying, "Hey, this is what's going on." You got to be kidding me! Reminds me of a little scene from the movie Tommy Boy. Well, kid, you threw one by me. Savor the flavor, because it sure as hell won't happen again. Yeah, so uh, I'm thinking uh, that's uh, that's Trump saying that. You know, hey, savor the flavor. It won't, it won't be happening again. President Trump left the G7 summit early to head to Singapore for the summit with Kim Jong Un of North Korea. Minutes after Trump left, Canadian Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau, which looks like he's uh, just got out of high school, apparently he's 46, but he looks like a young, wet-behind-the-ears kid, Uh, he held a press conference to make this announcement and just, I think, to make himself not look like a wimp to his own people.
0: I highlighted directly to the president uh, that um, Canadians um, did not take it lightly. Uh, that the United States has moved forward with significant tariffs on our steel and aluminum industry, particularly did not take lightly the fact that it's based on a national security reason, that um, for Canadians who either themselves or whose parents or community members have stood shoulder to shoulder with American soldiers in far-off lands and conflicts um, from the First World War onwards, um, that it's kind of insulting. And I highlighted that it was not helping in our uh, renegotiation of NAFTA, and that it would be with regret, but it would be with absolute certainty and firmness that we move forward with retaliatory measures on July 1st, applying equivalent tariffs to the ones that the americans have uh, unjustly applied to us
2: well I, I i just i just don't know what to say he's so eloquent in that little distraction a little diversion hey well let's not talk about the fact that we're that we uh charge you guys a bunch of tariffs. let's talk about national security we are insulted that you're saying this is for national security. Well, maybe it's because, uh, we don't want to buy, uh, steel from China. So China just sell, we'll just ship their, uh, their crappy steel over to Canada and Canada'll sell to us. And, uh, maybe that's, uh, one of the reasons. And maybe one of the reasons is we want to have enough steel in our place. So we're going to keep our own steel. We want to have the highest quality steel to build our, uh, our warplanes with. Uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, it's all related to whether it's, Economics or, or, uh, or national security, whatever it is. Hey, fair is fair. Call it whatever you want. Try to make yourself not look stupid by, by calling it, a uh, calling it, um, well, we're insulted because we fought with you guys. Hey, he didn't say we weren't friends. Just say, hey, let's be fair. You want to take all the tariffs off? We'll take all, all tariffs off. But we take our tariffs off. You take your tariffs off. I don't know if anybody thinks that we need Canada as, uh, more than they need us because I think I don't know what we buy from Canada that we don't get ourselves wait, well, we, we get all our maple syrup from Canada yeah I think we get it from uh, Vermont too so hey let's put the Vermont guys on overtime and we don't have to buy Canadian uh, maple syrup uh, what else do we get from Canada uh, I don't know apparently steel that they get from China um, I bet you we can produce that ourselves but <clears throat> That's just me. I could be wrong. Uh, In Singapore, the president held a press conference uh, where he was asked about Trudeau's announcement. And he said,
1: when I got onto the plane, I think that Justin probably didn't know that Air Force One has about 20 televisions. And I see the television and he's giving a news conference about how he will not be pushed around by the United States. And I say, push him around. We just shook hands. It was very friendly. It's going to cost a lot of money for the people of Canada. He learned you can't do that.
2: Yeah, and uh, Friday morning. Friday morning, uh, Trump did a, a little interview with uh, Peter uh, with uh, Steve Ducey on Fox and Friends. And uh, after the after that interview, there was an impromptu uh, uh, gang ganging up on uh, Trump as he walked back into the White House, and uh, they were asking about it. And he asked. They asked him about a whole bunch of stuff, but Trump made a controversial comment at the G seven, saying that uh, he thought. Russia should be there because Russia is a big enough economic influence there. But Russia was kicked out of the G8, made it a G7 because of uh, their taking of Crimea uh, with force a few years back. I know three years ago. And, uh, and so Trump made a comment on that.
1: And President Obama Russia. lost Crimea, just so you understand. This was long before I got there. Just I want to make it so the fake news prints it properly. President Obama lost Crimea. So it's fault. Wait, wait, that's his fault. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, it's it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, it's his fault. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's his fault. It's, it's his fault. It's, it's President, Russia just so you understand, because, because Putin didn't respect President Obama. President Obama lost Crimea because President Putin didn't respect President Obama, didn't respect our country, and didn't respect Ukraine. We but president obama not trump when it's my fault i'll tell you but president obama gave away that now president obama by not going across the red line in the sand that he drew i went across it with the 59 missile hits but president obama when he didn't go across the red line what he gave away nobody even knows but, but just to put to it one it. more time, oh, man. President Obama gave away Crimea. That should
0: have never happened.
2: So uh what he's to kind of paraphrase what he said, hey, he drew a line in the sand with uh with Syria and said if they use you know, we're not gonna get involved in their in their war, but if they use chemical weapons on their people, then we're going to step in. And then uh, Bashar al-Assad used chemical weapons on his people, and he did nothing, and which told the rest of the world, "Hey, you can—they can draw a line in the sand, but Obama's got no spine to stand up to anything he says." Now we got a new sheriff in town, and he's—and uh, he may be a little bit unconventional un, uh, what we're used to in in the in the White House, but guess what? He's getting stuff done, and dadgummit <coughs> makes you feel proud. Um, long awaited meeting between president Trump and North Korean dictator, Kim Jong-un, otherwise known as the summit in Singapore took place on Tuesday. For those of us in the United States, it was Monday night, but it was Tuesday afternoon in uh, Singapore. There were photo ops, but there was also uh, a working lunch with teams on both sides, including secretary of state, Mike Pompeo national Se- and national security advisor, John Bolton, followed by a historic closed door meeting with just the two world leaders and their translators. Um, I thought this is pretty much what you have to do. And a lot of people are are, are um, criticizing him because, hey, this little podunk nation, now, you know, they, they're always trying to get everybody's attention and we don't ever give them attention because they're not worth it. Well, they got a nuclear bomb now. So now they got a nuclear bomb that can hit South Korea, that can hit, hit Guam, and supposedly they have a missile that can hit the United States in the mainland. And if that's the case... You have two choices. You go to war or you at least start talking because these people, I think, I think these people are starving to death and doing the nuclear idea as a way to get attention. And they got some attention and it's a good thing. Somebody paid attention. Um, They, uh, they did a, uh, they did this uh, agreement, which people were criticizing. Hey, you know, you didn't get any of this details. Hey, they met for a couple hours Okay, this this kind of a, a treaty uh, is going to be gone through Congress, and it's and it's not going to be handled in an hour. I mean, this is a big a big deal. It's not going to happen in one hour. This was a initial meeting to lay the groundwork. Uh, President Trump and Kim Jong Un comp- conducted a, a, compressive in, a comprehensive, comprehensive, in depth, and, and sincere exchange of opinions on issues related to the establishment of the new United States DPRK. That's a Democratic. Uh, Oh, Democratic People's Republic of Korea um, relations and building of a lasting and robust peace regime on the Korean Peninsula. President Trump co- committed to providing security guarantees to the DPRK, and Chairman Kim Jong-un reaffirmed his reaffirmed his firm and unwavering commitment to complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Let me think. He spent all those years getting nuclear bombs. He spent the last year and a half shooting them off to show everybody uh, that he had them. And now, now that he's got Trump's attention, okay, I got your attention. That's all I need. I'm ready to take him down. Uh, there's more to it, but we'll uh, we'll we'll conv- uh, we'll continue. Um, the basic the basics of the agreement had four four different uh, four different um, bullet points. Number one: United States and the DPRK commit to establish the new U.S. DPRK relations. In accordance with the desire of the peoples of the two countries for peace and prosperity, okay, hey, we're, hey, we want to all want to be, we all want to be peaceful. We're gonna, we're gonna work on this together. United States and the DPRK will join their efforts to build a lasting and stable peace regime on the Korean Peninsula. All right, we're gonna try and uh, keep uh, South Korea and North Korea together. And we're gonna help build that. Reaffirming the April 27, two thousand eighteen Pan Majom Declaration, which I don't know what Pan uh Uh, means but uh, the DPRK commits to work toward complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula and for the United States and DPRK commit to recovering POW, MIA remains including the immediate uh, repatriation of all those previously identified. So realize we had the Korean War going on there in the 50s and it's never been officially over. It stopped there's a ceasefire but it's never been officially over and hey, here's some groundwork of what we're going to put together. You know who's going to put the rest of t- this together? Uh, John Bolton and uh, Mike Pompeo and the Korean people, and they're going to do their thing. And uh, notice the agreement says nothing about the United States pulling our military out of South Korea, which is one of the things we knew Kim Jong-un would want, and yet reporters were determined to find out if President made his uh, promise secretly. Here's some of the press. And let me, let me say this before I p- play this. For those of you that could sleep Monday night... You may not have seen this live, but I was uh, I was uh, having a touch of insomnia and I was watching it watching it in bed and I'm just saying this was this I thought Trump hit it out of the park with this press conference. Um let's play some pieces of it.
1: Can you be specific about what assurances you are willing to give to Kim Jong Un? Does that include
0: reducing military capabilities? And just to follow no. up on your answer. He-
1: no, we're not reducing anything. We're not reducing. At some point I have to be honest and I used to say this During my campaign, as you know, probably better than most, uh, I want to get our soldiers out. I want to bring our soldiers back home. We have right now 32,000 soldiers in South Korea, and I'd like to be able to bring them back home. But that's not part of the equation right now. At
2: some point, I hope it will be, but not right now. Here's another question from the press conference.
1: The man you met today, Kim Jong-un, as you know, has killed family members, has starved his own people, is responsible for the death of Otto Warmbier. Why are you so comfortable calling him very talented? Well, he is very talented. Anybody that takes over a situation like he did at 26 years of age and is able to run it and run it tough, I don't say was nice or I don't say anything about it he rented very few people at that age you can take one out of 10,000 probably couldn't do it Otto Warmbier is a very special person and he will be for a long time in my life his parents are good friends of mine I think without Otto this would not have happened something happened from that day it was a terrible thing it was brutal But a lot of people started to focus on what was going on, including North Korea. I really think that Otto is someone who did not die in vain. I told this to his parents. Special young man. And and I have to say, special parents, special people. Otto did not die in vain. He had a lot to do with us being here today.
2: And I think uh, as well, you have all the the military uh, missile tests going on. And the, and the tension getting higher and higher. And then they send out a warm beer home and we see the condition of what they did to one of our guys and say, hey, you know what? You're done, man. There's not going to be any more diplomacy because we see, we see that you guys, you guys aren't human. You guys are, are animals and you guys need to be dealt with. Um, you guys are either going to uh, come out of the ether that you think you can continue to, to, uh, to behave like this, or you're going to deal with our military and it's not going to be pretty. And of course, everyone wants to know what the president said to Kim Jong-un about his, uh, treatment of his own people. A lot of pundits are questioning whether it was even discussed. I guess they missed this part of the, uh, where the president said this. What do you, president Trump expect Kim Jong-un to do about the human rights record
1: regarding the North Korean people? Right. Uh- It was discussed. It was discussed relatively briefly compared to denuclearization. Well, obviously, that's where we started and where we ended. But uh, they will be doing things, and uh, I think he wants to do things. I think he wants to. You'd be very surprised. uh, Very smart, very good negotiator, wants to do the right thing. You know, he brought up the fact that in the past, they took dialogue far. They never went. They never were. Like we are there's never been anything like what's taken place now but they went down the line billions of dollars was get, were given and you know the following day the nuclear program continued but this is a much different time and this is a much different president in all fairness this is very important to me
2: yeah and uh, I have to I have to ask hey uh, what did Obama ask Raul Castro other than where's our where's our seats for the baseball game uh when they decided to open up trade and open up tourism with Cuba and about the way they treat their people cuz that's why we that's why we said uh that we don't do business with Cuba for all the, for those 50 years is because how they treat their people and nothing has changed over there so anyway there's a lot more to talk about this and we will be right back after 5 minutes of uh, traffic weather sports commercials and whatever else we can fit in 5 minutes and i'll be right back with part 2 don't go away and welcome back to part two of the main event my name is ed hoffman president wholesale capital corporation your local mortgage direct lender uh you know i don't talk about Real estate and financing too much on the radio because you guys think it's boring. You want to talk about what's happening, and uh, quite frankly, you know what the, you know what uh what I sell that all the other mortgage people uh, don't sell, uh, nothing. Um, we all sell the same products. We all have the same, uh, same basically the same rates. We all get our money the same place. The only difference is service and who will deal straight with you. And I know that sometimes loan people are considered uh like. Uh, use car sales people. So, you want to deal with someone who you know will, will play straight with you and, uh, and steer you in the right direction for you, not what's the right direction for me. Um, if you need, if you need financing, if you want to uh, refinance your house, you want to get one of them reverse mortgage things. If you want to, uh, if you want to buy something new, uh, if you want to just kind of, Throw some ideas around and see what I think. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to the website, WCC Loans. Go to the Loan Center and apply now. Give us some information and we'll get back to you. Um, here's a here's a little tidbit of uh, of uh, information. You guys are, with the way uh, on as far as loans go, Uh, with everything that's going on with paperless and all this stuff, you get your your paychecks, direct deposit, your bank statements get emailed to you. Uh, Don't forget, when you move, when you move, change your address. Change your address on your bank account. Change your address on your pay stubs. Tell your employer, because it it brings up a big big red flag. Say, hey, this guy lives over here in Corona, but his pay stubs say he lives in Fullerton. And uh, his bank statements... Say he lives at his mom's house in Los Angeles, and uh, so they started asking all kinds of questions there. So, uh, so just keep that in mind when you when you make an address change or anything like that. There's your there's your mortgage tip for the week. So anyway, we've been talking about all the great stuff that's been going on that Trump's been uh, being a being our president this this uh, this week, and um, things are to me i I feel proud. I feel proud. Uh, some of, some of uh, you Democrats out there can't see past the end of your nose or the fact that, hey, you know, Trump's got a funny comb over and I just don't like the guy. So I'm just not a fan. You know, he's not qualified because he, he doesn't talk pretty like Obama did. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that uh, I've heard. I've heard it from I've heard it from everyone of recent say, hey, you know what? He's just not qualified. I'm not a fan. I voted for him, but I'm just not a fan. And uh. And he's just not qualified. I said, Well, hey, guess what? You're wrong. Well, you can't just tell me I'm wrong. Okay, I should have said, Hey, you know what? Uh when you should have said when you said, Hey, uh he's just not qualified, I would should have said, all evidence to the contrary. And uh because we got a businessman in there and he doesn't feel like he's doing uh uh things the way a president would, but he's doing what he needs to do what a president should. So I'm I'm excited about that. So uh uh, so as we're, as, we're, as we're thinking, hey, this guy did some great things, here's some of the media reaction to the summit uh, after it was over. It's not as if
1: other presidents couldn't have done this. It's that they didn't want to.
2: The spectacle of seeing the American flags along with the DPRK flags as the backdrop for that handshake is really jarring, actually, to to see, to witness. In fact, I would say it's somewhat disgusting.
1: It is actually a debasement of, of the American flag.
0: It is not knowable that we'll ever know. Really, what happened in that meeting because both men are known and established
2: liars yeah both men are known and established liars just like all you on PMSNBC pms nbc and all you guys on cnn you're all known and established caught in your lies and you are calling you are the pots calling the kettle black you know what uh trump is trying to tell you how you like it and try to be uh as coated as he can you know uh there he said hey you know what um how did he put it? Uh, how did the guy at the beginning of that clip put it? You know, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman told uh, said, you know, because Dennis Rodman been going over there talking to uh, Kim Jong Un for what reason? I have no damn clue. But uh, but he said he tried to tell Obama that that uh, Kim Jong Un was ready to talk five years ago, and he just got shluffed off. Of course, Obama wasn't really concerned with anything except for Obama. So, uh, so Rodman's over there, uh, cheering Trump, wearing a make America great uh, hat. And, uh, not that I have any great, um, respect for Dennis Rodman. I'm just saying, cause I think Obama did, but he didn't give him the time of day. Friday morning, the president gave an impromptu interview on Fox's, uh, Fox and Friends, Steve Ducey, uh, on the South Lawn, as I, as I, uh, said a few minutes ago, um, or in the first half. But here, here's a little piece of it.
1: I take heat, but uh, what am I supposed to do, walk out and say terrible? I mean, I I got along with them very well. We have good chemistry. I asked him, the remains, I'd like Mm -hmm. to get them. He said, yes, we will do that. They are already starting to produce the remains of these Mm -hmm. great young soldiers who were left right. in North Korea. We're getting the remains, and the, nobody thought that was possible.
0: The way you have described things, it sounds like you feel that he's on the road to denuclear. No, absolutely. So it's what, in
1: the agreement. It says he will denuclearize. Right, I you know, it's funny when you see the fake news, because, and you guys aren't fake, but I signed an agreement where we get everything, everything. But they say Trump lost because he agreed to meet. Trump agreed to meet. Got the picture? No, it's a funny thing. You got to watch your CNN. I mean, what what a fraud it is. Go, they go. They're listening. They're list- right behind you. That's, right that's fine. Trump, you hear me? Trump agreed to meet. I say I agreed to meet. Of course you got to agree right. to meet. If you don't agree to meet, you know what you're going to have? You're going to have nuclear war. That's what you're
2: going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now uh, people start thinking, "Hey, yeah, this guy's gonna get us in a nuclear war." I Played some clips last week of them saying that. Hey, guess what? He's the only one that had the had the balls to do it. Uh, had the guts to do it. Uh, to go talk to this guy and uh and get this stuff ironed out. Okay, I mean, there he had a, he had two choices: talk or bomb. And happily, against against the uh, critics' predictions. He uh he did it he did his job, and I think he did a great job. So let's talk about the other big uh the next big thing that happened this week. Uh on Thursday, which was uh President Trump's uh, birthday, uh the uh, the Inspector General's report. Now this Inspector General report is report on whether or not the FBI did their uh did their investigation of Hillary Clinton's uh private email server Per, per how it should have been done, per, per FBI protocol. And it wasn't, it wasn't another report on Hillary Clinton's email. It was a report on the investigation of Hillary Clinton's email. Hey, what happened here? What, what was going on? Was there collusion? Was there, uh, was there, uh, conflicts of interest? Was there this? Was there that? This report's been, been bouncing around, uh, within the FBI for about a month while well, they try to figure out who's going to look bad and who knows who knows what they what they took out of it um but they told us last week it was going to be released on Thursday it was released on Thursday all week we waited for the release of the inspector general's report uh, general's report on its investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails so far here's what the revelations are number 1 James Comey was insubordinate by calling that press conference in Jul- July 2016 to announce that Hillary Clinton was extremely careless would not, but would not be criminally charged. After, and of course, extremely careless is another word for gross negligence and uh, extreme carelessness. Of course, gross negligence is a, is a is a uh, is against the law. That would be a crime. But extreme carelessness apparently was not. Um, after viewing 1.2 million documents and interviewing over 100 witnesses, the inspector general wrote in the report. Quote, it was extraordinary and insubordinate for Comey to conceal his intentions from his superiors, the Attorney General and the Deputy Attorney General, for the admitted purpose of preventing them from telling him not to make the statement, and to instruct his subordinates at the FBI to do the same. By departing so clearly and dramatically from the FBI and department norms, the decisions negatively impacted the perception of the FBI and the department as a fair administrator of justice. Okay, number two. There were foreign actors, a.k.a. Russia, who got access to emails between Hillary Clinton's staff via her unsecured server. Okay? That revelation isn't, isn't for you Democrats that are listening. Hey, see? They proved the Russians were were influencing. That doesn't say the Russians influenced the election. doesn't say that the Russians were colluding with Trump. It says that foreign actors got access to the emails between Hillary Clinton's staff and her unsecured server. Okay? That means... That uh, compromised the security of our nation by her being on an unsecure server. Um, let's see here. Number three, there is a newly discovered and very damning text between FBI employees Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, who, as you know, are believed to be part of the FBI's efforts to thwart Trump's campaign. The text is from August 8, 2016. Lisa Page sends, sends Trump's not ever going to become president, right? Right? And Peter Strzok says, no. No, he won't. We'll stop it. You know, it's funny that they found the ones where they said, hey, we need a security, uh, we need a, uh, what's the word, an insurance policy uh, just in case. Uh, They found those, but they didn't find this one. This one I think is more damning because I think it's, nope, we're going to stop him from being president. Ah, Furthermore, excuse me, furthermore, Strzok was tasked with analyzing thousands of emails from Anthony Weiner's computer. So remember, remember, they even after uh, July uh, 5th or 6th when when uh, Comey came out and said, well, no reasonable prosecutor would have would uh, filed charges on this. And we're all going, you just laid out the whole case. Why wouldn't they? Uh, clearly, she broke the law. I mean, she is an American, right? Americans have to abide American laws. Uh, or is there a separate set of laws for Clintons? Apparently so. Um, so then they then after going after they're going after Anthony Weiner's uh uh laptop for issues that he was uh, sexting um and Anthony Weiner being Uma Abedin's husband Uma Aberdeen being Hillary Clinton's personal assistant um so when they found his computer they found all these emails that Uma Aberdeen had forwarded to him so she he could print them but there was classified stuff there and uh, so uh, Strzok was tasked with analyzing all those thousands of emails, yet he prioritized the investigation in the Trump campaign over those Clinton emails. So remember, this was right before, this was October. This is right before the election. Hey, here's uh, thousands of emails that we found on on uh, from Ubin Abedin to Anthony Weiner on this unsecured laptop that doesn't even belong to the government. Um, you need to to uh, to investigate this and analyze them. And instead, he's he's. He's putting priority on on uh, doing this stuff against the Trump campaign so he wouldn't win. I don't know. Yeah, he prioritized the investigation into the Trump campaign over those emails, over the Clinton emails, and the inspector general says that the decision was most likely not free from bias. Uh, I don't know. It seems, uh, seems kind of uh, not free from bias to me, too. Then uh, Trey Gowdy said this. Just what a dark day it is for the FBI and the DOJ, two institutions our
1: country desperately needs. We desperately have to be able to have confidence in them. And this level of bias and animus, uh, not only did he want to stop the Trump campaign, he wanted to stop the Trump presidency. This is an FBI Peter Strzok, Strzok, the, the FBI agent who was on Hillary Clinton's investigation and arguably the lead Russia investigator, not only wanted to stop his campaign, but once he won, got on the Mueller probe because he wanted to impeach him that is a level of animus and bias that that everyone should reject
2: and uh you know it's a shame we're losing a guy like trey gowdy to uh to uh he's not running for re-election i hope uh trump uh does what's right and asks uh jeff sessions to uh to resign and put trey gowdy in there as the uh attorney general uh before the end of the year that would be the only because I think we have an attorney general that has a lack of uh, lack of stones and uh, that needed for that job to uh, to do it right. Um, okay, so then the next thing we learned was uh, um, Obama lied. Hard to believe that Obama lied, but there's a uh, there's a in, there's a, a part on page eighty nine. Uh says in the footnote of page 89, FBI analyst and prosecutor 2 told us that former President Barack Obama was one of 13 individuals with with whom Clinton had direct contact using her Clinton email account. The report says in the footnote on page 89, Obama like other high-level government officials use a pseudonym means that's a phony name uh for his username on his official government email so when he's uh talking with uh with Clinton on her uh, unsecured uh it wouldn't be very obvious that she's talking to the president uh but you know then that we go back to uh based on that we go back to a interview that uh Barack Hussein Obama had on 60 minutes um several months earlier when he said
1: Mr. President, when did you first learn that Hillary Clinton used an email system outside the U.S. government for uh, official business while she
2: was Secretary of State? Uh, At the same time, uh, everybody else learned it through news reports. Lies, lies, lies! Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Obama doesn't lie, only Trump lies. No, I think this is... No, I'm I'm excited that this may uh, roll all the way up to... uh, the former president who did as much to, as he could to uh, turn the clocks back on our uh, on our uh, history. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other night about, uh, um, well, how did Obama turn the clocks back? I said, well, he turned the clocks back on race relations. I said, you know what, when he got elected in 2008, when he got inaugurated in 2009, his, he was elected by white people and black people. He should have gone up and said, hey, I'm the first black man in the White House. That proves there's nothing that race will keep you from in this country. So let's stop holding that. Let's stop pointing to the color of our skin, and let's start being all we can be. He should have brought everybody together. This should have been an inspirational thing instead of, nope, I'm here now. We're going to get some payback. So uh, the chip on the shoulder. So, hey, you know want to know how Obama turned the clocks back 50 years? On uh, labor, re- on uh, race relations, because that's what he did. He destroyed everything that's been done since. Um, so let's see here. The report also states that text messages. Okay, so here's here's the um, one question that I had is why are uh, why are the why are Struck and Page still em- employed? The report states that text messages between three other FBI employees included. Uh, statements of hostility towards then-candidate Trump and statements of support for candidate Clinton. One of those people was FBI attorney who later went to work on the Russian investigation under Robert Mueller. Is that a coincidence? I bet it isn't. The inspector general says Strzok, Page, and three unnamed employees brought discredit to themselves and hurt the Bureau's reputation. My question is, why are these people still employed? The president commented on the South Lawn this morning, uh, or this morning on Friday morning, in regards to that.
1: Well, if you look at what happened, and don't forget, all of these people like Strzok, what he did was criminal. Mm. Strzok and so many others, McCabe is you now You
2: mean the bias, the animus?
0: Well, they all
1: worked for Comey, and Comey knew everything that was going on. You think McCabe didn't tell him everything? McCabe told him everything, and McCabe is up for criminal right now. And now he's and suing the Department of Justice. And he's now suing, and it's a total mess. They're all going against each other. No, I, th- I think Comey was the ringleader of this whole, you know, den of thieves. Mm-hmm. It was a den of thieves.
2: And Yep, and um, if you watched if you watched what the uh, what the Democrat said, the the report was released sometime early afternoon our time uh, yesterday, and before you could probably before you could actually probably have time to read this thing was like five hundred and fifty six pages, five hundred and sixty eight, five hundred and eighty nine, I don't know it was five hundred and some odd pages. Before you had a chance to probably read ten pages um, you had a, a gang of, of, uh, of uh, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and a, and a half a dozen other select uh, uh, Dumbocrats um, that went in front of the mic and said, they didn't find anything. This was a complete exoneration of, of the FBI. They did everything by the book, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not, that's not the case. And I'm sure you can find this whole, big, uh, this whole big document on the Internet and read it for yourself and say, hey, Don't take anybody's, but you know what? The Democrats know that this is a, uh, this is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, you know, a quick, a quick flash um, world now. All you got to do is hear somebody say it. Hey, look, I heard, I heard this guy say there's, everybody's exonerated. They didn't find anything wrong. Well, that's not the case, but that's, somebody said it on TV, so it must be true. I saw somebody put it on Facebook. It must be true. I saw somebody tweet it. It must be true. Okay. Use your own brains, everybody. Check this stuff out for yourself and just say, hmm, what's, what seems logical to me? Um, next thing they talked about, uh, Obama's Attorney General, Loretta Lynch, showed bad judgment by allowing Bill Clinton to come onto her plane at the Phoenix tarmac in June of 2016, just a couple of weeks before, uh, Comey, uh, just a couple of weeks before Comey made his, uh, his speech exonerating, uh, uh Hillary and which was actually which was actually a month after he started her exoneration uh uh letter on his computer before he'd ever talked to any witnesses um the report says Lynch's failure to recognize the appearance problem created by former President Clinton's visit and to take action to cut the visit short was an errand in judgment okay that's putting it lightly so uh there we go i'm sure uh I'm sure we'll hear more because I'm recording Friday morning, so it got released i don't know. Eighteen hours ago, so I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, engaged as much as anybody can be, um, short of reading 500 and some odd pages, because uh, I still uh, have a life as well. So anyway, so we'll see. I'm sure there'll be more coming out of this in the next week. So we'll talk more about it next week. Um, new reports on the outside income of Trump's daughter. So, you know, to me, I say, hey, here's uh, here's these Dumbocrats trying to divert attention. Away from the inspector general's uh, report. Away from uh, the the Trump hitting a hitting a home run in Korea. Away from Trump being strong and firm at the G seven and uh, and standing up for our trade. And even though that some of my even though my sister and some of her some of her dumb uh, fellow thinkers uh, think that was embarrassing. Hey, fair. is fair. You know what? So. Uh, so the the Dumbocrats are trying to uh, trying to divert attention to all that. So new reports on the outside income of Trump's daughter and son-in-law, Ivanka and uh, Jared Kushner, are prompting Democrats to go back to the playbook on targeting the president's family. According to the financial disclosure forms released this week, Ivanka Trump and her husband Jared Kushner brought in at least eighty-two million dollars in outside income while serving as senior White House advisors during two thousand seventeen. Okay, Ivanka earned three point nine million for her stake. In the Trump International Hotel in Washington, ah, excuse me, and more than two million in severance from the Trump organization. Kushner reported over five million in income from Quail Ridge, an apartment complex from his company acquired last year in Plainsboro, New Jersey. From the Washington Post both Kushner and Trump have given up daily oversight of their companies as they work as unpaid senior advisors to the president. But while Kushner divested some holdings, he and his wife have maintained large stakes in businesses with domestic and foreign ties. So what's the problem? Is that, is that a problem? Hey, hey, just because I, I own, uh, I own 10 houses in California and Arizona. I own 10, 10 uh, houses. If I happen to run for politics, do I have to give those back to somebody? I don't get to have those houses if I'm not going to live there. If I decide to rent them, I don't get to, to take income for the houses that I own. I don't understand where this is coming from other than just a diversion. One congressman says, if Democrats win the midterms and take back the House in November, he'll personally launch an investigation on Jared and Ivanka. Who is it? Surprise, people in Burbank. It's Adam Schiff.
1: In this case, the first family, which has an important policy role in the administration, has not divested, not fully. And with the first family unwilling to divest, we are left questioning whether the policy is driven by their financial interests and not the interests of our country. One of the issues we have now is with the Republican majority in Congress unwilling to do any oversight of this, we simply don't know whether the foreign policy of the United States is up for sale.
2: Yeah, well, if you're so damn uh, concerned with that, how come? How do we? How do, How did the Trumps get, or the Clintons get, from negative sixteen million dollars in uh, in debt for being sixteen million dollars in debt to being a couple hundred million dollars? When uh, all she did was serve as our Secretary of State, serve as a senator, and uh, Bill Clinton just did some speeches and ran a nonprofit. I don't know how these people get so damn rich. When they, what's going on there? How did Maxine Waters become a, a gazillionaire? Maxine Waters uh, has been working at a, in a, as a congressman for like uh, I don't know thirty or forty years in in uh, the South Bay, uh, Gardena, Lawndale, out there. Uh, her most valuable asset, a home uh, value between one and five million dollars in Windsor Square neighborhood of uh, Los Angeles near Hancock Park. Um, Los Angeles County Assessor records value the property at two point four. Um, it's probably worth double that. Um, her husband also had a number of investments and in collected pension from National Football League. So how did how did they get to be gazillionaires just being Congress people? You don't make that much money. And uh, and then next the uh, next you have have uh, the Trump Foundation. The Trump Foundation is being uh, gone after by the New York Attorney General. Um, uh, Thursday, the New York State Attorney's Office. Filed a lawsuit against Donald J. Trump Foundation seeks to dissolve the foundation and bar President Trump and his three oldest children from having serving on a nonprofit. Of course, we find out find out now that they actually gave more to charity. Uh, They donated over nineteen million dollars to worthy charitable causes, more than it ever even received. Um, and nobody gets paid at the Trump Foundation. Reminds me of my own uh, 501c3wcc charities. Every dollar that comes in, we pass it on to veterans and various other stuff that we uh, support. And uh, you know what? There's lots more to talk about, folks, but there's not any more time until next week. So uh, thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week